this reading follows on from uh, the baptism of Jesus by John the Baptist. Um, I read just before I came out that the Jordanians have been working with the Israelis and have opened up the original, what is known as the baptism site of Jesus on the Jordan. Uh, and they're going to hopefully not over-commercialize it, but they're, they're building a complex there where uh, Christians can go and uh, as a pilgrimage to the place where Jesus was baptized by John the Baptist. And I think that's a testament to how things have moved on in the Middle East where the Jordanians are facilitating, uh, maybe cynically for, for financial gain, but, but at least they're facilitating a Christian site uh, for development and for Christian witness. Uh, it's going to be quite a place, apparently. Uh, and the Jordanians are uh, really on board with this. And uh, I think that's a hugely positive thing in the times that we live. Our lectionary theme uh, was Lord and King. Uh, to which I added service and allegiance to reflect uh, our rededication of commitment and kingdom service. At the beginning, I stress that you're welcome and I hope that you feel welcome and are welcoming here. We've shared many prayers and blessings for each other and been aware of many of the strands of our kingdom work undertaken. From the first psalm, we said, or read, I desire to do your will, O oh my God. I desire to do your will, O oh my God. We can meet as people anywhere, as a group of friends, and we can do any number of good deeds without purpose. But we do have purpose, and that is the worship and praise and service for the kingdom of our God and King. The psalm goes on to say that we proclaim and we do not hide the righteousness of our Lord God and that we will speak of his faithfulness and salvation. In our words of dedication, we offer ourselves to God and remind ourselves of our calling and commitment. And then we promise to do all we can to honor that by calling that calling and commitment with a cheerful heart and not begrudging not begrudging of giving or our talents. We promise to do all we can, cheerfully and well. And we also promise to do it sincerely, even on a Blue Monday in January. We heard in the reading from uh, Eli Isaiah that before we were born, the Lord called us and that we were already named as his servants. We don't do this for earthly reward, but our reward is with God, and we know that reward is the salvation through Jesus Christ. But at the end of the passage, we're also told, with God's help, to be a light to bring salvation to others. And we've rededicated our strands of that work, that with God's help, we will bring salvation to others through the service of your members, through the Boys Brigade, through the Junior Church, and through Crossings.
In John's Gospel, the calling of the first disciples is recalled. The group that would become the foundation of church, that grows to include preachers, healers, servers, or deacons. An unstoppable movement worshipping, praising, and serving God and the King. No ordinary king that would be bound by man, made boundaries, or earthly geography. A heavenly, all-powerful king that we should recognize as sovereign Lord and ruler of all. And in return, Jesus, as the anointed one, would take away sin of the whole world and in its place establish God's reign on earth as in heaven. But we're not there yet. Jesus called those first few, was worshipped and was sacrificed for sin, and the kingdom work was started. Over the centuries, many more have been called and many persecuted for proclaiming Jesus as Lord and Saviour. But the church continues to grow around the world, at the same time struggling against the noise of the world that offers alternative earthly gods created by our materialistic and confusing cultures and conflicting faiths. I was amazed to read that in Nepal there are over half a million Christians now in a, in a land which at least discourages and sometimes persecutes that growth of Christian faith, sponsored by significant input from Korean missionaries which I had no idea about. The number of Christians has doubled in 10 years, so over half a million. We can pray that our numbers maybe will not be half a million, but let's pray that they'll double. In our Gospel reading, it gets confusing sometimes when John writes about John. Uh, You end up with too many Johns. John and John the Baptist. But John the Baptist doesn't try to hang on to his followers. He recognizes Jesus. He recognizes Jesus above him and says to his followers, don't follow me, follow this man because he is the Lamb of God. And when John says, behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world, we get very familiar with these terms. And we often now talk about context. The context to uh, those Jews who were the early people that he called, they would be thinking about the lambs that were sacrificed through decades and decades, centuries, blood sacrifices of lambs. And yet John is here saying, here is one man, and he is the Lamb of God. Forget all of those thousands and thousands and thousands of sacrifices. Here is the Lamb of God. Now to those people, that might be shocking. We read words in our Bible, in Scripture, and something which is is really um, surprised me is that this group of services and and using the lectionary has, has made me look at the Bible again in a different way and try and put as we, as we say often, context around the words. You know, we talk about 
you know, the nativity stable, and you know, we have Christmas cards, and everything is rather, rather sanitized. These were radical times. People were saying radical things. People were saying shocking things. This man is the salvation of the world, not the Jews. That would have been a real, really shocking thing for the Jews to hear. God was their God. He wasn't the God for the world. If you wanted to worship God, then be a Jew. This man is going to be salvation for the world. That's everybody. That's you, that's me, that's the people we pass in the street. Everybody. If you were a Jew at that time, that would have been almost inconceivable to even think about. Scripture is radical. The New Testament is radical. There are things in there which when you try and think about them in the context of the time that they were written, is shocking. I remember uh, the very first service in this series of going from the lectionary where, where Nigel took the first service and he, he stood from the front and came up with uh, a different interpretation of different things where he said, well, yeah, Jesus was what? He was a poor man from a poor place in a small village making things out of wood. Yet, John presents him, John the Baptist presents him to his disciples as the Lamb of God, the salvation of the world. I think um, it's been really eye-opening using the lectionary that we are connecting or reconnecting with scripture. I think we've got into a situation where we might have a reading or two readings or a call to worship, but we now have, through the lectionary, exposure through the Psalms, through the Old Testament, through the New Testament. I've heard other people up here talk about the context in which these words are written. And it's making me think a lot about what I read when I pick up scripture. It's helping me to reconnect to scripture. I'm hoping that this series of, of um, preaching from our, our team is helping you to reconnect to scripture. I found that with the interruption of COVID, the whole disruption was, was just almost impossible to get over. The connection with church was broken. Uh, the connection with scripture was broken. I feel very positive that we are reconnecting. I feel more connected, not just because I prepared this, but I feel more connected with uh, all of you, with this church, with our deacons, with God, and with scripture. I suppose that's um, where I'm going to end the message because I think the, the message is God is our king.
And that's a, a rather old-fashioned thing to think about in terms of respect and, and what it meant in those days. Ultimate sovereign power, absolute respect, absolute allegiance. That's what we're called to be, absolute Christians. Reading our scripture, talking to our God, and doing what we're called to do. Amen. Well,